the internet, and welcome to season 130, episode 4 of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox News. Okay. Uh, It's Thursday, April 23rd, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. We Ain't go in nowhere we ain't going nowhere we can't go out now because it's quar boys for life uh courtesy of nicole p and <laughs> stuck the Riffy. landing i would have thought that lockdown for life would have been a tidier use of syllables you know i <laughs> like boys. sometimes guy sometimes guy i like when it's actually bad uh, when, when the the word play is uh, not great, that's I have a soft spot for that. Uh, shout out to Aunt Triffy for knowing my AKA voice so well, uh, and we are thrilled to be joined. I'm thrilled to be joined. I think we all are uh, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Want some Taco Bell in me, but I'm inside. I want some tuna from Subway, but I'm inside. I guess I'll smoke my weed all day. You know why? Eh, eh, cause I'm stuck inside. Cause I'm inside. Cause I'm stuck inside. Ba da da ba da da da. Thank you to Moon and Moon's Dark Side for that Afro Man because I got high. Uh, you know, shout out to Palmdale uh, and Afro Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how are you, Miles? I'm, I'm, I'm gravy. I'm groovy, baby. You're you know what I mean? Groovy. Sorry? Wavy? Oh, yeah, wavy. You're gravy and groovy and wavy. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by our choir host. Uh, oh, there it is. The talented, the wonderful, the hilarious, Lil Zam herself, Jamie Lofton! Quarantine with Miles Gray and Jacoby. Giving up our social lives Toking, yeah, a couple times But it's just not nice to say Mensa dweebs are stalking me Hoping we can go outside Jamie's on side guy Wow <laughs> oh. oh my That's god The listen to AKA again is so good. Drop now. the it's fucking bomb. Wow. <laughs> really trying to like readjust my jaw to be able to sing in that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You gotta I, give yourself a bit of an underbite for <laughs> yeah. some reason. No. Yeah, you really gotta make big ass side by side, <laughs> guys. What is that? Where does that come from? Like, I is it Canadian? What is it? I don't know. It's the affect. I don't know. Where are they from? Yeah. The Illers? Where where is that band from? The the Killers? They're from Vegas. Killers. Yeah, they're from Nevada. Upstate New York? They're from Nevada. Oh, wow. Nevada. Yeah, okay. Nevada. I thought that Brandon Flowers was he was a uh, a really handsome guy. And then I found out he was Mormon. And I don't know a lot about Mormonism, and it really threw me off. Is he Mormon? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's surprising. He is there very handsome. There you go. He and that, I did not see that coming. No. Um, what hey, who's that voice? Oh, how could how could it be? <laughs> how could I, he be? I trusted him hey. to not be a part of LDS. Oh, we are uh, we are <laughs> totally open to all religious persuasions here on the Daily Zeitgeist. All Mormon uh, welcome. And we are thrilled to be joined uh, all the way from where the sun hasn't risen quite yet. He is the hilarious, the talented, Mr. Guy Montgomery! Hi, hello, hello, my name is Guy Montgomery. <laughs> I, um, I didn't actually have any Love submissions, really, and I also didn't prepare a song, but you wouldn't have known it from that little uh, teaser I gave you. Hey, hey, everyone. <laughs> it's, Hi. it's so good to be here. The sun is rising at 6.50 a.m., in New Zealand, and it's uh, yeah. it's, I'm just I'm absolutely itching to discuss current events <laughs> with my three nearest and dearest. Oh man, uh, welcome back! It's great to see. Thank you. you. Thanks welcome for back. having me. Welcome back. Uh, have you been quarantined since we last spoke? Oh, you better believe it. Um, yeah. What I really like is my house. 
And that's a huge <laughs> relief to me because I've been spending a lot of time in there, uh, familiarizing yeah. myself with the rooms. I've been playing a lot of hide and seek. Not a lot of hiding yeah. places. Right. No. Wow. Yeah. You're you're quarantined with a child, I believe I remember, yeah? Yeah, the rumors are true. It's it's me and a child, no one else, not my kid. <laughs> what 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 age? I, I'm asking for a specific reason because I, my kids are three kidnapped. and two, and they suck at uh, hide and seek. They're very bad at hide and uh, seek, and I'm wondering if uh, they're going to get better anytime. I soon. do not take inspiration from my uh, hide and seek playing partner, who is four and a half, and um. She enjoys the looking, I think, to an extent. If you hide too well, she'll lose interest. And then her idea yeah. of hiding is running away and then looking back when you finish counting to 10 <laughs> yeah, to see that you're still invested in the game. I yeah. think because she has such flimsy commitment, she lives in constant fear that whoever she's playing with will also flake out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like her, her searching technique good, uh... is mostly marching around the house yelling out my name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my kids always uh, go and sit on a couch or a chair uh, just in the middle of the room <laughs> and then laugh hilariously when I walk in the room. So uh, I, I'd be able to find them if I was blindfolded. Uh, but yeah, they're very bad at hiding. I worry about it if they're ever in a taken scenario. I have that thought often. <laughs> All right. Well, let's... Uh, Guy, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we are going to... Uh, talk about a couple of the things uh, in the news that we're going to be getting to a little bit later on. Uh, we're going to talk about coronavirus disinformation. Have you guys seen this stuff? You heard about this? No. The, I mean, this seems to be kind of the general mm. trend. Things going where we see a bunch of misinformation out there, and then it turns out that it's being spread by China or Russia or Iran Whoever. or the Trump administration all of them working at the same goal of destroying the country. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about that wonder drug, the malaria wonder drug that it turns out not not so good. Hydroxy, what is it? Hydroxycut. Yeah, I mean, it's no one was talking cut, about it. Yeah, hydroxycut for rapid weight loss. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's what I was talking about. Hydroxychloroquine. I know I don't remember anyone talking that up ever, ever. So let's just get <laughs> let's just get off of that. Yeah, seniors are starting to get grumpy with Trumpy. Mm-hmm. Uh, an adorable headline written by an adorable man, Miles Gray. Uh, Shake Shack is returning their ten million dollars to the PPP fund, but Harvard's not. Harvard says you can go fuck yourself if you want some of their money. Uh, we're going to talk about Netflix uh, thriving and whether they should be free. Uh, and we're going to talk about Disney. Uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, Guy, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? I don't know if it's necessarily revealing about who I am so much as where I currently am. But I uh, was looking up a mole digging in a hole recently both as a lyric search and a video i was trying to recount as much of u2's elevation as i could <laughs> and that was the sort of uh line i gravitated towards do you guys remember that does that stick out to you i mean i remember the song but if that's a line from mole digging in a hole yeah you, you that... absolutely nailed the 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 cadence yeah oh i mean i figured i'm like that sounds like it would be an elevation but i don't remember that line specifically well, he talks about moles twice, actually. So at one oh. point, he says, I've lost all self-control, been living like a mole, now oh. going down, excavation, and then all of a sudden he's in the sky. And then in the next <laughs> verse, two verses later, he says, a mole digging in a hole. <laughs> it's not even a chorus. It's just like he's just slightly tweaked a line in, in two right. verses. <laughs> a mole digging in a hole, digging up my soul now. Going down, excavation. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he loves so. to talk about I and I in the sky. So he's also taking from <laughs> Rastafari, Rastafari. I and I, yeah. Wow. Okay. And then Most it just high. ends with him saying elevation six times. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the one. 
Um, I think you two are aliens, or at least that Bono is an alien, and that's why they're named U2 is because they're a spy plane from another uh, planet just here to spy on us. <laughs> mm. uh, and that's why when Bono was busted uh, dressed as a rabbi, um, that, you know, he, he spends all his time in a disguise. This is one of my conspiracy <laughs> theories. That, uh, I, I think if people spent a little more time thinking about it, uh, they, they'd realize I'm right. What is something you think is underrated, guy? Uh, well, funnily enough, it's actually molds. So <laughs> uh, after I was looking up the lyrics, I started wondering why the hell Bono wouldn't stop banging on about moles. And did you know moles can dig up to 18 feet in an hour? What? No. What? That's so that's, far. That's uh, further than our strongest strongman with a shovel. <laughs> so really, this is an educational. I'm sorry. Far, we said 18 feet in one hour? 18 feet in one hour. Hmm. I mean, I would want to put our human strongman up against a mole with a shovel. I guess it's it's about how big the hole is. Yeah, yeah. I think right. the the hole that a mole's digging is not of any real value to us. But in in the mole community, you know, that's right. going to be a popular hole. You got to imagine. <laughs> Do you think Bono knew that when he when when they wrote the song, he's like, "Oh, it's burrowing eighteen full feet into you, my soul." Well, I, I'm so glad you bring this up, Jamie, because okay. so you would think, but he distracts himself with the and the rest of this. Uh, you know, it would have been lovely if Elevation just became a sort of list of facts about moles, and <laughs> you know, like all of a sudden he's talking about the fact that moles don't hibernate, or you know, but instead he he keeps going back to the sky. Also, did you know moles? What they do is they paralyze insects and bugs with uh, poison, poison that lives in their saliva. And then once they're paralyzed, they take them to a little, like a cellar. They've got a specific room that they've built where they just put all of the their, killing their room? food. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> more like fucking, a. That's creepy. It's a meat yeah. cellar. Yeah. Yeah. Moles rock. I have a, uh, that's good. I have a conspiracy rock. theory that <laughs> moles are aliens. And uh, <laughs> that's been Jack, do you have just like, like a full on whiteboard in front of you, just with like lists of. <laughs> this is like the I have completely lost my mind, guys. Um, <laughs> what is something you think is overrated, guy? Uh, I think that the 2004 U2 special edition iPod Classic <laughs> is a piece of shit. <laughs> Uh-huh. Are you talking about that Project Red one? Yeah. It sold yeah. one of them one of them sold for like ninety thousand dollars. Um what? really? Yeah, in two in two thousand fourteen, I think. US dollars? Yeah. Oh wow. Um which f- is I I just think it's too much. I mean the battery life would have been totally totally killed on that thing. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I think it's bullshit. And then ten years later, you two also they they made a bunch of Apple users listen to their music. Remember that? That was such yeah. a funny thing uh, to do. Yeah. <laughs> how how confident do you have to be to be like, nah, they like it. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna like it. We're not gonna follow the traditional model of people who want to listen to our music choosing to do so. <laughs> wow, guy, you're right. Someone did buy it for ninety thousand dollars on eBay. God damn. Who? For a twenty gig version, I just think I just think that's too much money. Yeah, it, I mean just... that's a bit of a hot take, but you know I'm I mean... I'm willing to <laughs> to have your back on that one. Thank you. <laughs> we'll go along with it, but we're. Uh... <laughs> but the listeners should know we feel different. We're yeah. pinching our nose <laughs> yeah. as we go along with that take. It's yeah. appreciated. <laughs> Do you think any other piece of music uh, has been turned off and discussed as much as U2's uh, album that they forced us? What was it? Songs of memory? Songs of experience? Songs of trauma? Whatever. Songs of trauma? (laughs) Songs of, that's, I I feel like that was the, um, songs of, songs of experience, songs of memory. I think. So U2 songs of trauma was the original Kimmel's uh, celebrities reading out mean tweets. It was just (laughs) Bono lamenting criticism he's had for wearing glasses, sunglasses his whole life. Yeah. That's also uh, ties into my alien theory because his <laughs> his eyes blink the other way. They have the uh, just another they blink string. sideways. And, yeah, you he blinked with two sets string. of eyelids. <laughs> yeah, so that's why he has to always wear sunglasses. 
What is a myth, guy? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Well, I, I think <laughs> a lot of people, in my experience, they seem to think that um, things like sickness and, and death uh, sort of just par for the course in, in humanity uh, and a lot of that stuff we've brought upon ourselves. But from what I understand, um, you'll remember in the last episode I was on, I was telling you guys about how Prometheus stole fire from the gods and wound up chained to a, a rock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Famously. Well, I've, I've traced the origins of sickness and death back to a, a similar time when uh, while he was chained to a rock, Zeus was still so angry at Prometheus. You know, he, he sent down a beautiful woman <laughs> named Pandora. And Prometheus looked at Pandora and was like, this something is up here. There's no way in hell this is not without, um, you know, a catch. And so he sort of spurned Pandora. And I'll tell you who he was really excited about was uh, uh, about that his brother, uh, uh, <laughs> Epimetheus. And he wed Pandora, you know, no oh. questions asked. And it was a beautiful wedding by all accounts. And uh, as, a, as a gift from the gods, Mercury, oh, this guy, the messenger of the gods showed up with this beautiful box. And he said, hey, guys, I'm going to dip for a couple of years. Here's a box. Think of it as a carryover gift. Do not open the box, which is such a, an asshole move. Yeah. I mean, if you give <laughs> anyone a, a box. Like that beautiful box and you say don't open the box instinctively you're going to want to open the box and while epimetheus had no troubles with that pandora kept looking at the box and eventually she opened it and what should what should come darting out of the box but sickness and death and many other unspecified evils i guess snake and so we can trace it all back to her so um it's really good to clear that up Yeah, that's right. good. I like I like a good historical lesson that reminds you women cannot be trusted. It's Especially good. Not, with, not with gifts. That's why I can't yeah. get him anything nice. <laughs> not even in ancient Greece. Traditionally, a boom time for women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, a golden age. Pandora naming themselves Pandora, uh, the app Pandora, was a real. Uh, they're really calling their shot there, and I, I don't think they've been quite that consequential personally. <laughs> Uh, but that's just me. I mean, you know, they're they're doing the the light version where they're like, it's just you know, it's not dark. Like, it's not gonna be that dark. It's just you'll find some cool stuff that you won't be able to stop listening to and hear Walgreens mm. ads. I haven't used Pandora yeah. since high school, but when I was using it, it was like dog shit. They would like recommend you music with like someone who had the same first name as the person you were just listening. Like, <laughs> that, is, that is such a good example of a human being guessing at what an algorithm is. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it would like take you from Brandon Flowers to the other one. What's the one? The one that uh, Taylor Swift is friends with. Oh, it doesn't Brandon. matter. Mm. Yuri, Brandon Yuri. I would just get oh, like, oh wow, yeah, shuttled between Brandons for hours on end. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is how I. That is my my taste in music. Actually, is people named Brandon. It's a real Pandora's sure. box of music. It's just a slew of people who have written <laughs> exactly. a song with the first name Brandon. Right? What did they think we were gonna do with this technology? Um, all right, guys, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk news. And we're back. Coronavirus. What is it? Disinformation. Ooh. Oh, what is it? Yeah, there, there's a couple of things that seemed transparently like bullshit to, I think, most people who were paying attention, who would be listening to this show, I guess. One of them being that uh, Bill Gates started the coronavirus uh, and in order to profit off of a cure. Mm -hmm. mm. The problems with that is that he doesn't need to do that to make all the money in the world because uh, he's already a, a billionaire. The, not, a, not a good plan by him. Yeah, but they need more. They need more, though. That's why I believe it, man, because when does it stop? Oh, interesting. Um, so that was one of the really dumb uh, pieces of misinformation. There was another thing uh, that I actually kind of got caught up in because there, there was a... Uh, <laughs> About you uh, two being from another. <laughs> no, uh, there was a thing about uh, there was a thing that the U.S. military was going to start enforcing stay-at-home orders, basically, 
And there was this video that was uh, shared on social media that had like this big line of tanks driving into San Diego that was being shared as like, this is right now, you guys, the military's coming in to enforce. And it was not, it was like some sort of, they were coming for like a military exercise or something. Yeah, and, also, uh, it's not like there's like a gigantic base right there. It'd be fun right. if it was like, <laughs> exactly. like what? three people cosplaying as tanks for Comic-Con. They're like, look, it's happening. It's, <laughs> it's time. Yeah, it's like living by Dodger Stadium and like seeing people in Dodger gear and you're like, whoa, I don't know about this. <laughs> Think a gang's in town to take over the right, city. Guys. Enough of this making fun of me for being stupid. Uh, but yeah, I did. I did for a second. I was like, "Oh no, honey, come here, look at this!" <laughs> Lock there the was, doors. Well, there was another video that was one from uh, from a guy in Silver Lake, and I know who took that. It was like a, someone I know's boss or some shit was taking because there's another one from Silver Lake with ones going by the reservoir, and they're like, "It's L.A. too, man." It's not like, yeah, yeah. you know, they have to move infrastructure around, but yeah. Some fucking it development showed is help. like, it's happening. <laughs> You've yeah. also, you've got to consider people who own tanks recreationally and need to travel them from place to place, you know, at a time like this. Obviously, it's, a, you know, that right. not you deliberately, want to travel but they'll caravan. be confusing a lot of people, not unlike yourself, Jack, sort of the, the, uh, <laughs> the fucking idiots of society. They'll probably <laughs> find it <laughs> pretty confusing. <laughs> Fair, uh, you know, I've I've been nailed. Uh, <laughs> of, of those but, theories, I like the Bill and Melinda Gates one better. That's more fun for me. Yeah, yeah, it's more there, fun. It's he wants it's to like based buy on Melinda the fact- a new body or something. Like he <laughs> yeah. just wants to make her an, an Iron Man suit, so he had to do this. I really like watching them interviewed together because he checks with her. Like when he talks, he's always like kind of gesturing to her to be like. She's really letting me say this. Like that's what his body language says, and I like it. Like she clearly runs runs shit in that household. The other reason that people thought that was believable was because Bill Gates was like, "Hey, we are really in a bad place for a pandemic like this could be coming last year." And people were like, "No way could science tell you that. This right. must be a conspiracy theory." But anyways, uh, a lot of these are it turns out being not necessarily started, but definitely stoked by uh, Russia, China, and uh, Iran, uh, according to U.S. intelligence. Facebook, in particular, it ju- it's the same sort of dynamic that it is. has been fucking with the U.S. in general for the past seven years. One thing I've noticed is uh, Russia absolutely love goofing around with you guys on Facebook. <laughs> it's one of their big <laughs> hobbies. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just want to tell them, knock it off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if only some Russians were listening to the Daily Zeitgeist, you know, we could yeah. finally sort this thing out once and for all. Please, come on, knock That's it right. off. All right, enough with that now. And like even like more so now than four years ago, it's truly only parents on Facebook now. Like there's, yes. they're the only ones left. It's a huge that, right. voter block of dumb, 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 dumb that's people. The on- that's the only way you're going to get that kind of news i'm like i've never heard anyone say that to me about something that's happening right now about like yeah you know that's i'm like what no it's like our mom's friends yeah (laughs) right it's the exact generation of people who would take the information as read and then sort of dispense it with total authority without considering second guessing it (laughs) at all the sort of things my mom posts on facebook would make you sick like it makes (laughs) it's like an entirely different language she'll just send she sent me like 10 memes in a row like within six minutes yesterday and then ended up being like by the way your childhood friend has covid real bad and then like waited (laughs) (laughs) it was i'll send you the screenshot it's like it's like two horny memes one like three emojis one thing saying like (laughs) massachusetts schools are closed for the rest of the year and then your dear friend has covid and then 10 minutes later he's fine (laughs) i feel like (laughs) your mom mom should start a newsletter that sounds like (laughs) a lot of fun great way to start the day just yeah, my that's great content, Jamie. That's yeah. what that's called. Yeah, content really creation content. runs courses through my veins. That whole experience felt like uh, like an ayahuasca simulator. <laughs> <laughs>
The engagement on that communication has to be through the roof. So it, she should actually be working in tech. She sent she sent me a picture of my dog at some point in the middle. Is wild. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, a lot of you know this overlaps with Q, which this is one of the I, I'm sure a lot of other people have had this thought before, but like Q is probably real, like, right? Yeah, he's probably. I had that like, thought too, man. He's probably Mueller. Right? <laughs> no, but I mean, they're like at the very least, he's probably uh, stoked by a, a foreign country that wants to fuck with how the US functions. Uh, but, anyways, I, I thought there was a in this article uh, on the Wall Street Journal that was about uh, how hatred of the Gates Foundation and uh, his speculation that he started coronavirus is next to a list of like most popular articles and like the number two one is Bill and Melinda Gates uh bought a forty three million dollar house in San Diego and it just it's like <laughs> uh, some hot overlap. Yeah That's but some it's hot, also hot, hot overlap. overlap. It's hot overlap, but it's also like this algorithm driven like world where it's I don't know. It's what whatever they think we'll get people to click is just the thing that serves us our news rather than yeah. like I've I've seen the the rest of that most read tab and it's all articles about various different people called Bill, right? <laughs> right. Sort of, yeah, you can't exactly. help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, another piece of information, misinformation. Uh, it's not like we need these other countries to help spread misinformation because we've got uh, the president and Dr. Oz doing it themselves. Yeah. Specifically with hydroxychloroquine. You can just call him Mr. Oz, Jack. No one yeah, has right. to call him doctor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Call him the Wizard of Oz now. It's almost too on the nose that he is uh, named Oz and he is like yeah. completely full of shit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so he's, you know, him along with the president and many other people on Fox News have been screaming about hydroxychloroquine and how you need to rub it all over your ass and neck or whatever, eat it, and then you will be cured of all your ills. There was like a woman who like tweeted something that the president retweeted even where she was like, I made a full recovery thanks to hydroxychloroquine, trademark. Uh, and, mm. you know, this has been a thing where many experts have said, hold on, we don't know actually anything about this drug. Like, sure, maybe someone, there's some anecdotal evidence, but we don't have anything like really that we can sink our teeth into. So please, can we wait for some real evidence? And now that we have it, it seems like there is no miracle. Uh, one of the latest studies or the few studies that have come out showed that the drug basically had no benefit in helping patients uh, that had uh, COVID-19. And then one study that was done with U.S. veterans showed that more deaths were occurring uh, in the group that were being treated with hydroxychloroquine than the group that was not. So that's where it stands now. And now we're seeing everybody from the Trump administration to Dr. Oz doing the Iowa the hydroxy, huh? The what? No, don't know. Yeah. Never Wait, heard of it. What is? What do we think Stebman thinks about all of this? Because a lot oh. of people, a lot of people are demanding an apology from Oprah for introducing Doctor, like unleashing Doctor Oz and Doctor right. uh, Phil, Phil, the, the two yeah, fake yeah. doctors, onto the scene. She has not said anything about it. Uh, I wonder if Stebman's trying to push her one way or another. Not that it would work. Yeah, I'm just I mean, curious it, about where he stands. Doctor Oz and Doctor Phil are like those two friends you invited to a party, and you're like, I. Th Think they're gonna know how to act and then the beginning they did and now they do not they've shown they're like i should not have invited them to the party it's That's 3 a.m right. at yeah. their party yeah <laughs> right and they're talking about like eating like mixing lysol with like you dr know, oz is saying he has products. the last lewds on earth you're just like this guy needs to get out of here so you know the president was asked about this they said hey have you seen this study you know you've been talking a lot about hydroxychloroquine and he goes no nah, nah, i haven't seen this study but uh, that's something we'll be mm -hmm. taking a look at. And we're just like dodging all these questions. And Dr. Oz, I just, again, we really need to, sh we really need to compare the words of this man. Um, okay, let's just go back. What this is 
the year of our Lord, April 9th, okay, of 2020. <laughs> and this is what Dr. Oz is saying about, you know, how people need to embrace it. And the reason people are hating on hydroxychloroquine is because Trump, and that's not fair. Just because you don't like that, that a political leader said one thing or the other, it, 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 it undermines the fundamental process of the doctor talking to the patient. Yeah, our, that politician, it's, she said it saved her life. She thought she was going to die. And the alternative was take this medicine. So it just makes sense for someone to take it if they think they're going to die. I don't understand why this is so political, but let's, um, anyway, you just need to listen to well, your Lazy, doctor. Can I ask one question? Could, yeah. Yeah. Yes, May I ask one question? If, the pre if, if it had never been brought up at a White House briefing, this medication, would people still feel the same way about it? That's the fundamental question I think we ought to be asking. Because yeah. the ideas around this existed before it was brought up. Okay, so that's him saying, hey, man, this is, they're framing it as people are dying, this could save them. What's the big deal? Now, I, I love that one of the arguments that he makes to bolster the strength of encouraging the use of this drug is that just imagine that no one who is in the highest office in our country brought it up, like right. immediately identifying that as a reason people would be skeptical. It's insane. Uh, and let's just cut to uh, mere moments ago where this is Dr. Oz on Fox and Friends oh, kind of no. being like, oh, I don't know. I mean, like, we, uh, we need to pump the brakes on this whole thing. Well, the VA study looked at older and quite a bit uh, sicker patients, all, all male patients in their hospitals, and they showed that the drug by itself didn't help and might harm that population. As you know, there have been other studies. Uh, now the VA study was retrospective. They looked back to see what had happened because they weren't gathering the data at the time uh, that they were actually uh, giving the, med the medications. Uh, studies that have done this prospectively, so looking forward and giving it as they as collecting data as they're going along, like in France or the randomized trials from China, have shown benefits, but only really when it's given earlier to patients. The fact of the matter is, we don't know. Thankfully, these, doc these medications are prescription only, so doctors are desperately awaiting the completion of the higher right. quality randomized trials. And we've you've covered them on the show several times. Uh, South Dakota, University of Minnesota now has over 1,000 patients randomized. Uh, there's additional trials going on. Let's get that data so we know what we're dealing with. Almost like that's why you do uh, tests is so right. that you know uh, and you don't talk about it before the tests, before you have that scientific information. But just three weeks ago, it was, you know, if people are dying and they want to take it, just let them take it. I don't know what the big deal is. They don't want to mess with this stuff because the president and to literally saying, um, we just we actually don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> right. What the yeah. fuck? It's so sometimes yeah. it's worse for them. I mean, that's. That's what I'm hearing, but it you was know, we, we got to find little, out from the test. It was uncomfortable. I mean, not uncomfortable, but he was squirming like, you know, he was trying to sort of say like, oh, like point to these other studies that might actually vindicate him by saying like, you know, there's other ones yeah, that we haven't seen that maybe, but you know, and then this one, it's more retrospective. And, and so it was like, okay, asshole, we get it. You got caught plagiarizing your fucking essay. He does that, like, this is not the first time he's done this either. He's done this, right. like, so many times throughout his career where he'll just push something actively harmful and then, like, backpedal on it when it starts to, like, be, doc like, clearly documented that it's hurting people. Like, he did the same thing when he was telling everyone to get fucking, like, coffee enemas a couple years ago. Right. Like, it's just escalated in the seriousness of how much he's hurting people. Yeah. It's, um, I'll, I'll be the one to say it. It's bad. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, Damn it. Again. Guy, we're sorry. allowed Jesus to say it because Christ. we're Americans, but uh, you're actually not allowed to criticize Dr. Oz. Uh, because, <laughs> it's, sorry, yeah, it's not. like when someone makes fun of your sibling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you lay the fuck off of Dr. Oz. <laughs> you shut um, the fuck up. <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, the there are... You know, the, the protesters on the right, obviously, there aren't as many of them. Like, they're getting an inordinate amount of uh, attention for, you know, not not having huge numbers, but they're now attacking real nurses and real doctors. Uh, not, like, physically attacking, but, like, shouting at them and uh, getting in their faces and calling them fake nurses and crisis actors. Oh, um, wow. So, that is, Honestly, that's <laughs> if you if you protest that again, just like we have climate change deniers, they need a registry. If you think doctors and nurses are climate are crisis actors, get on a registry where you will go to a 
a crisis hospital uh, and yeah. real actors who don't know yeah. what they're doing will treat you. There, I mean, yeah. I, some people some people would continue to make that argument. They'd be like, wow, that incredible actor did emergency surgery on me. <laughs> <laughs> they must yeah. have gone to fucking Juilliard. <laughs> the thing is, you can, you can believe in this for as long as you choose. Yeah, like, you exactly. can just be like, wow, I got lucky. I guess I got yeah. the one actor who also trained at medical st- <laughs> school. <laughs> Actually, no, that actor was so method, he did the eight years of <laughs> yeah, medical yeah. training to perform that surgery. Oh, <laughs> the dedication of these creeps method, is really... Yeah. Meanwhile, Doctor Oz is a genuine crisis actor. Like he's a, he's a guy <laughs> right. who has That's been performing exactly right. the role yeah. of a doctor for his whole life. No, no, but this guy, he fucks. Right. <laughs> but we've talked before about how uh, doctors get attacked whenever there's a plague or uh, outbreak like this. So I mean, that's like this is par for the course, and we just have to be ready for it and mm. be aware that that shit's going to happen. Unfortunately, is um, one of it. Is it? It's a. Uh, I'm. It's. Excuse my ignorance here. It's a challenging position, I guess, because one of the problems is like if you platform all of these people whose you know firmly held beliefs are so far off the boil, mm. it's like you're you're giving opportunity for more people to catch wind of that and then also buy in. But I mean, what you know, is there any value in just outright ignoring it, or is that sort of just leaving them to their devices mean that you're permitting that behavior to continue? I'm personally of the opinion that you need to talk about it because. Otherwise, it'll just it will be covered on in certain places like in conservative media and it'll be covered as like them doing the right thing. So I just don't like I I don't think you can just totally ignore it and assume it'll go away. Like I think people who are smart need to know about the really dumb shit that's happening and, you know, so that we can uh, come up with strategies for dealing with it, because otherwise, you know, it'll just it's like ignoring a fire, you know. It's just it's gonna yeah keep to, keep growing to deplatform all that stuff. I guess you need total buy-in from all facets of the media, which is obviously right from <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> which, oh, sorry, it's the Facebook company, you guys. Let's be respectful. The Facebook company. Facebook. Yeah, no. Facebook company. I like them so much more now. Take them seriously, ah. okay? I love Facebook. <laughs> we're just a company of people, you guys. It's not like we're some ominous threat. We're that's cra- that is wild that their PR was so bad that they like benefited from reminding people they were a company. Like that's yeah. uh, usually people want to distance <laughs> themselves from that. It's crazy yeah. to think now the amount of space between the launch of Facebook and how ingrained in society it is that we just accept that this website that was a f- regular feature of our lives is just called Facebook. Like it's the <laughs> most <laughs> sort of robotic right. Android style title for anything. Yeah, it's a book of face. It's just a, f- it's a fucking journal of faces for you to crawl through. Yeah. The Book of Faces is like something very ominous from the world of Game of Thrones. The Book of Faces. Um, oh, yeah. And also, like, I think the reason they're going with the Facebook company is because the reality is you can think of them as like a hostile, like, nation state. Like, that's how powerful and populous and. Uh, dangerous they right. are so they're like no we're just just a little company here just a they're a startup social media they company. should get ppp yeah. money uh from <laughs> when i started this in my dorm room as a college freshman as a guy drinking um, snapple apple pies jesus whatever those <laughs> drinks were in his room oh so uh old people who have typically been trump's kind of main jam are are starting to get a little bit frustrated with him. Uh, <laughs> at least at this point, we'll see if uh, that holds or if the Fox News of it all and the divisions of a, of the upcoming election change that trend. But as of right now, we're starting to see the unthinkable, which is a anti-Trump trend, very very small no. one. And uh, all it took among was seniors. a historic mishandling of a global pandemic. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Finally. Not even generational, like century. Uh, it, it hasn't happened in centuries. Yeah, the yeah. sixty-five plus crowd has big. I don't know. I mean, again, these are polls. We can't. I'm, I don't use this to go to sleep at night. I use it to say, oh, old. Some old people are angry right now. It looks like, and then we'll see what happens in November. But uh, Biden has a nine-point lead over the sixty-five plus uh, voting demographic um, in this one poll. Uh, and it's 
pretty significant considering like the next group is like the young people who like that's like they're only second to the uh you know 18 to 34 demographic in terms Mm -hmm. of like what that the that what the gap looks like and then there's a morning consult poll that shows that mid-march the senior citizens were like loved loving it they approved of his handling of the outbreak at like by a net approval of like plus 19 and then a month later it swung i was to say that had to have been early yeah, yeah, it's dropped 20 points. So it's weird. I mean, I, again, I'm not saying that they've completely lost hope, but it must it must have an effect on elderly people, even though they have like their steady Fox News diet, that they're not dumb enough to n- ignore the news that like older people are dying in like scores in like nursing right. homes and probably younger relatives are like saying, hey, don't be stupid. This could be really bad. And they're like, hmm. So yeah. yeah, the the numbers kind of show that. I've been I mean, I've been working with seniors like almost every day for the last month and it's like people are getting fucking pissed. And I mean like rightfully so, but as as like the I mean, it's kind of, it's weird cuz I feel like some of it falls into like oh, we're like-minded where they're they're really frustrated with how the government is handling um just treatment and making sure that uh seniors are protected and then there's another faction of seniors that are like I just want to go fucking outside and so they're they're mad that he's telling us to stay inside so you know seniors are wild you know we got to protect them but you don't have to listen to their opinions too carefully or you'll start to get a headache I co-signed that I think keep them alive but there's got to be a cutoff where they don't get to vote anymore they're not going to be living through the consequences of their decision. Like, right? It seems absurd because all of your presidential candidates, for a time, seem to be within that same age bracket. So it seems rude to let them run for president but not vote for who becomes president. But there's got to be a point where you say, "Look, guys, your hands are off the wheel at this point." Yeah. Ob- obviously, I can't I imagine this getting a, a lot of groundswell support. But it's just, <laughs> I'm just pontificating a crazy theory where it's like, if you're over 75, you don't vote. It's only between right. eighteen and seventy-five you get to vote, and otherwise your. Or opinions- at the very least, it's like the like the legislation that does affect it. It's like uh, hold on, like you, you don't you don't need to you don't get a you don't get a say in this thing about like what our energy mix is going to look like for the next forty years if you're a septuagenarian or whatever. And it's like kind of a voting block that generally tends to vote on issues that only affect them specifically. Uh, but now it is affecting them specifically in like huge numbers. So I I don't know. It it makes sense to me that Trump would lose a fair number of them. Yeah. To to make a huge difference, all you would have to do is make them their vote commensurate with their representation in the population, because they actually are overrepresented. They vote way more than anybody else. So mm. if you just like made it like, well, they're 15% of the population, so their vote counts for 15% of like the overall vote total, that would completely like wow. shift the shift how uh, America looked. And it, in, in truth, it does sound pretty brutal to uh, take the power of voting away from them because younger people can't be bothered to do it. With hindsight, you know, obviously <laughs> no, we're right. still ironing out the kinks on this thought they experiment. Call, they don't call them senior <laughs> citizens for nothing. They're good ass citizens. <laughs> yeah, they are. They go out. And they're old too. I love <laughs> They live up to every every aspect of the title. <laughs> they're really nailing it when it comes to being seniors and being citizens. Man, I uh, I love my seniors. I hope they don't vote for Trump. That would be great. Mm. Jamie, you're out there doing the the Lord's work. Just listening uh, to recaps sure of Bosch. Eighty percent of the job. people love Bosch. People, people love old old Bosch, people apparently. love Bosch. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that of... to Gabrus the other day, but old people love Bosch. <laughs> old, the olds love Bosch. <laughs> Sounds like I need to tune in. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and uh, more good news for Netflix. <laughs> Netflix's numbers continue to... Guy just blew out an to... old-timey candle. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Guy, it's important I that people that. should... People, it was It's important chilling. that people know that Guy has a, uh, a sleeping cap on and <laughs> like one of those big... Uh, like <laughs> an old body. oil lamp? Sleeping gowns, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, no, guy, guy had a uh, <laughs> had a candle and it was really lovely. Uh, it was a good long. Really, it was giving off some Barry Lyndon vibes uh, for mm. all you right. Kubrick heads well, out there. I was I was using it because it's uh, the the candle was lighting the room, but now yeah. I've noticed that the, the, sun, the, is the sun is doing it's a lot gay. of the heavy lifting. The big <laughs> candle in the sky. <laughs> it uh, represents a transitional moment in my in my day from morning yeah. to mid morning. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. Wait, are you? What day is it there? Is it Wednesday there? Thursday. No, baby. Thursday. It's Thursday. Thursday. Wow. Holy I'm shit. 19 oh, hours man. ahead of you, turkeys. Ah, uh, <laughs> damn it. We should take more advantage of that and have you look at the uh, what's going yeah, on future. in the future. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys. <laughs> did anyone ever watch that show where Early the guy edition. got the? Yeah. <laughs> did I fucking watch that show? Rock. It's a good show. Yeah, and that guy went on to have a really good career. I really liked him in that show. What's his name? He was in Friday Night Lights, and then he was Who? in. Yeah, he's the coach oh. from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle what's his name? And his his Kyle. his friend would always show up at his house and beg him for sports tips, and he'd be like, "No, there's going to be a fire down in the city center. I got to go and." Fisher Stevens yeah. was in it. That show was good. Damn. That was a Damn. good show. Underrated. Early edition. Could be worth a revisit if anyone's got, I don't know, an unholy amount of time on their hands <laughs> for an open-ended period. <laughs> All right. So Netflix. Oh, uh, here's something that Guy could have told us uh, to invest in Netflix because uh, they added 15.8 million subscribers over, uh, that was January through March, whereas they had been projecting 7.2 million. Uh, according to this article, the streamer attributed the huge uptick uh, to people staying at home. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, huh. someone was so at paid least they to weren't figure just that out. Like, <laughs> yeah. We really crushed it this Not. this quarter. Like at least they were like, yeah, it's the the thing that you know it is. I, a lot of people were you know celebrating. They're like, wow, it's great. But even Netflix was telling shareholders like, easy now. Just <laughs> in the same way that this shot the fuck up, people like this is not forever. People will go back home, like back to, to working and not just watching shit all day. And we'll see shit drop off again. So, like, so they were kind of like, yeah, this is fine. I mean, we expected it. But eh. the thing that was interesting about this article, they were talking about how popular Tiger King, like also helped bring people, more people into Netflix too, because everyone was talking oh, wow. about it. But uh, like and saying acquired. Yeah. And it was like one of their most watched series. I didn't realize that the title, though, of most watched series belongs to The Witcher. The Witcher, of course. Yeah, you didn't know that? Really? No, man. All my Witcher heads out there. What have you know that? I feel like the Bosch and Witcher audiences are a circle. (laughs) Could someone please tell me the basic premise of The Witcher? I have no No. idea. I'd never really heard of it before, to be honest. Uh, Isn't it? There's like, it's like a really famous guy. Oh, oh, It's about a video Dan game. Dan knows, Dan knows. It's based off a video game. Oh. It's based off a video game, of course. And uh, I, I think there's a lead actor who has long blonde hair. Could be wrong. I think swords are involved. I'm pretty, sh- I'm like pretty it. sure it's about a bunch of witches. That's a show called Gossip Girl. Got like... Oh, who- that's right. I was thinking of Blake Lively. Yeah. This is everyone's uh, favorite part of listening to a podcast is when they have the information right. that none of us have. Ew, it's... A- yeah. It's Henry Cavill and there are tits. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> I, I don't like a single part of that. Which one's Henry? Oh, that's Superman? Henry Cavill's yeah. nasty. He like dates 19-year-olds. He's gross. Oh, does he? Yeah, he does. He dates like uh, college students, but he's 500. That always throws is me off. Like, well, then I guess he's... The Witcher isn't a clever name then for his... There... <laughs> What he's up to. <laughs> it's actually uh, Super Producer Daniel's uh, favorite show. He said, He's defending uh, it really hard. It's getting yeah, a little Yeah, he said the tits are natural, so they're not like, they're at least time appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Right. He said and huge he said, naturals, Henry... huge ratings. Huge, okay. huge whimsical <laughs> magicals. <laughs> so there's whimsical, whimsical magicals. <laughs> Whimsical yeah. naturals. Some of the stuff that's coming up now, it's actually it's it's unreadable. But um, rest assured, Dan really gets behind The Witcher. Yeah, <laughs> there is actually a Change.org petition uh, making the rounds to make. And usually, I don't like to talk about this, but I think this idea is actually not a bad idea, both for Netflix and society. Uh, they are trying to get a petition started 
to make Netflix and Disney Plus free during the pandemic, which, yeah, again, change.org petitions have never caused anything to happen ever. No. But they, I think it's an interesting idea because, first of all, it's, you know, people, it would be the right thing to do. But also, like, from a business standpoint, HBO, when you, like, get cable, there's always, like, some ridiculous offer where they're, like, six free months of HBO yeah. at the start. And then, like, once you're hooked, they use the drug dealer uh, model. This is the large-scale scam that every internet company, like, every website everyone uses. They go, hey, I tell you what, two weeks up front on the house. All you have to do right. is give us your credit card information and your unwavering trust that we will not <laughs> abuse. Like, right. it's a brilliant business model. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I find Netflix to be a, a real pain in the ass. So unless you go on with a strategy, you know, for how much content there is, I spend more time scrolling than I do actually consuming anything yeah. I enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't go in there and just hope to find happen upon something. Well, it's because they don't really... It's hard to see everything unless you search for it. Otherwise, it's just algorithming you. And you're like, I see the same like th- 200 the three images. three movies starring Shows guys about Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ah, yeah. It's bad. Would you like some more movies about Brandon? <laughs> They're like, are you still watching movies about Brandon? About Brandon? Like, yes. Check out uh, The Crow with I let, Brandon I let Lee. them... I let them trick me into rewatching the catfish documentary the other day. That's been like at the oh. top of the screen. The when it's like it, little Neve getting catfished by a by a pathological liar. It's yeah. good. Isn't that also Jarecki? That is Jarecki. And I didn't even realize it was Jarecki. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, yeah. he's just shaped Andrew Jarecki, my my Las Vegas magician king. Yeah. Is the it really? Cat- yeah. Jarecki made Neve Shulman. What? That was, that was a very that was a very like manipulative fucked up uh original documentary. It was. Yeah, they were they were that Not I felt so bad for the family. woman catfishing him. Right. Yeah. That was so fucked up. Whereas traditionally um, you would feel bad for the person being catfished. Right, but Always. it's hard to feel yeah. for Neve Shulman. He's such a little shit. I <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the movie. I was just on the Wikipedia page for this uh this guy Andrew Jarecki. Yeah. <laughs> I always they didn't they didn't include a photo. Um oh, you which gotta, frustrates uh, me. Do you, I gotta find a photo? You gotta find a photo of him interviewing Robert Durst. He looks like a magician, but he's actually a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the guy who did the jinx. God damn. I love that yeah. show. The jinx is yeah. the best show of all time. Here, guy, here I'll Wait. check out my screen. Oh. Oh no. There we go. Oh, there go. he is. Yes. Oh, Wait, yeah. that's a horrifying lady. There he is. Is that a PNG? Does he have a body? Oh, my God. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, just doesn't need a body. Kid. Yeah. Guy, do you think that Robert Durst did it? Yes or no? <laughs> no way. Come on. Okay, thank you. He said you. he did thank it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's did we the watch the same documentary? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, Jamie has found her partner uh, in crime. Yeah. It's funny to me that Catfish is a show where like the entire emotional arc is like we're supposed to feel sorry for somebody who's like you told me you were hot. <laughs> right. <So laughs> fucked up. How could you betray me like that? And then it's always like uh, their assistant manager. It's the best show ever. Right. But- Oh, the God. best ones are also when it's like a really spiteful cousin or like <laughs> yeah. a cousin's friend, and you're like, oh my God, what the fuck? And they're like, you petty. said my hair looked bad at that one party. And you're like, oh my God. It's so Years good. of your life oh, went shit. into this because of that moment. My favorite part of every catfish episode is that Neve added that guy with the silver hair, Max, to just Max. follow him around with a camcorder and be like, I don't know, Neve, we should reverse Google image search this guy. And like that's his whole part in the show. Is that Max Max Joseph? Yeah, yeah. he directed yeah. the Zach Efron. We are your friends. Did yeah. he watch I watched that movie for a season of my podcast, The Worst Idea of All Time. Oh my god. I watched <laughs> We Are Your Friends, directed by Maximum Joseph, fifty two <laughs> times in a calendar year. And it was one of the worst decisions I've Guy, made in my can life. You te- can you tell me again what the season. BPM is for the human heartbeat? 
Ah, uh, 120 BPM. That's the that's where you want to get it. That's what's uh, going to get. That's what's going to get Emily Rajitkowski moving on the dance floor. And that's the same BPM as EDM. You think that's a coincidence? I don't think so, bro. Oh man, set me free. Can you can you explain uh, the just we are your friends was a an incredible tour de movie force. that was wildly unsuccessful. So I feel like not enough people know what we're talking about. It was uh, it was it like was, one of the least successful movies of yeah, all time. Historically unsuccessful. Um, the basic premise was that Zac Efron is a DJ and Emily Ratchetkowski and him need to have sex, and you'd uh-huh. think that would be enough, but. Uh, yeah. For reasons unknown to me, that was not compelling viewing for about 90 minutes. Um, huh. It was Max Joseph's directorial debut, and it was yeah. it was an overwhelming failure. Yeah, and I mean, for <laughs> Catfish fans, that's when you'll remember the slew of uh, celebrity guest co-hosts that Neve would partner up with during the episodes. Yeah. That's because Max was busy in pre-production, his production, master. and post-production for We Are Your Friends, the 2015 hmm. Uh, again, tour de force. I have never seen it. I have to see it. No, no, no. I'm I'm here to tell you, Jamie, categorically, you do not need to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> there are certain movies like from the 70s that are uh you can just tell like they're they're kind of forgotten to time, but they're like the perfect encapsulation. Like uh I forget the name of it, but like there's this one that's like a disco musical, like weird thing that's this perfect encapsulation of like a moment in the seventies that like should not have ever been documented. And I feel like that movie is that for whatever time it came out. And it's like, just, it's about EDM and like the Coachella, like the a really like douchey Coachella vibe. What really killed me about that movie is the whole time we meant to buy into like Zac Efron's character's artistic integrity and his genuine desire to produce like phenomenal EDM music. And the whole movie, like the, all of this, is building towards him making this one track that will sort of mark his arrival on the on the scene. And the song he makes is just literally a collection of recordings that he's gone out and got on his phone on a morning <laughs> run the day of his gig, and he plays it to five thousand people in a car park, and it sounds terrible. It, it sounds it. so bad, and it smashes. I'm like, you're you're a movie whose entire marketing angle is we love electronic dance music. And the one, you know, specific song that you've written for the film just sucked so much ass. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I don't need to get sucked down the, the rabbit hole of discussing. Yeah. This is well, a fully I mean, traumatic movie. DJ Daniel has been defending that movie to me for years. Yeah. Uh, he going says, yeah. He said it's, off. Yeah. it's the witcher of movies. Uh, right. And yeah. Like, he said it's it. the godfather, too, of witchers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, he said he went wh- to the premiere. Uh, there Daniel, w- oh, Daniel yeah, well, because DJ Daniel literally was living that life. Shout out, to, shout out to Gladiator. DJ. Wow. Yeah, sure to, shout, look at look that group up DJ if you want to see DJ Daniel's sordid EDM roots. But the <laughs> yeah. the actual when you break down the money that We Are Your Friends made, it's really fucking sad because it made $1.8 in the opening weekend. And that was across t- around 2,300 theaters. That's about $758 per theater. It was the yeah. lowest return for a widely distributed uh, feature film, I think, in cinema history. Wow. Yeah. It was all, yeah, and then it, it was later bested by the Gem and the Holograms film. Oh. <laughs> Which, that's totally unfair because that's a great film. Obviously, you got Gem, yeah. but you've also got the Holograms. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were I mean, just getting gem, but then when, boom. When you break down though what those figures are, it's 1.8 million, right? They're saying $758 per theater. And you'd say what? That's counting a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that's $252 a day per theater. And that's, that's not like from group of how many screening, how many showings are they doing? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's Oh, a like you're, you're a getting screening. like you're getting like six, five and six person showings where people are just like yo are you Molly in here too this has me like missing my amc stubs like that's the kind of movie you would go see in like dolby right. digital you get the big fe- like the big stupid thing of bacon macaroni and cheese oh and then you drink at the theater and you watch we are your friends yes please 
That's how I saw I mean, Doolittle. That sounds great. I actually, yeah, I saw, I went and saw Doolittle three times at one <laughs> cinema uh, in one day recently. <laughs> And two of the screenings, my friend Tim and I had entirely to ourselves. And one of them, we arrived late. We'd gone to get a drink from the food court. And there was no one in the cinema, but the movie was very much underway. It was one of the most (laughs) surreal things to walk into. Like three minutes into the movie, it was just playing to no one. I've never seen it before. John Cena, polar bear. (laughs) Right. Guy, are you part of some sort of like cruel psychological experiment? Like using cinema, or is that just a, uh, in, a hobby of yours? Yeah, when I'm not appearing on the Daily Zeitgeist, uh, the podcast I host, the worst idea of all time. It started as just uh, we would watch and review Grown Ups two every week for a year, right? And then <laughs> uh, in recent times, it spiraled out into other experimental forms of cinema watching. We um we did Cats earlier in the year. We did our week with Cats. We went to the cinema mm-hmm. and watched Cats every day for a week. Again, we were sort of comprising the bulk of each uh you know turnout at the cinema and on the last day we actually went and um i hired us some costumes some cat costumes and we went and we had the mm. same woman selling us the tickets every day and she did not like us and we went in there <laughs> on the seventh day to get these tickets in our cat costumes and she did not bat an eyelid and she said to me uh so you guys know we are programming cats again next week because the volume of times you've seen and brought people to come and watch this movie with you has actually impacted the numbers. So it's now being programmed ahead of other films, (laughs) which is the opposite of the desired effect that we wanted to have. Um, Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not, I guess I am trapped inside of it somewhat. I comprise this part of my uh, income now. So in a sense, I'm tethered to watching bad movies. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a hell of a area of expertise. Um, Well, I hope you're proud of yourself. For, Absolutely uh, not. To cats as, <laughs> Nor uh, my family. Extended mm. cinema. <laughs> uh, well, Guy, it's been a pleasure having you. We're always proud to have you. Uh, it was a Peter Sagal esque uh, <laughs> transition there. Uh, <laughs> where where can people uh, find you, follow you, uh, enjoy you? Uh, you can find me at Guy underscore Mont on Twitter and Instagram. And also, while, while I am here and talking about the podcast, we released, we made a pilot a couple of years ago that uh, didn't make it to air, but we just released it online on YouTube. And in the pilot, we invent method film reviewing uh, and we <laughs> move into an abandoned New York City subway station and subsist entirely on pizza while we watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows three times a day for five days. You can find it on YouTube if you look up the worst idea of all time pilot. Uh, if you want to check that out, I'm I'm really proud of it. So you know, by all means, I'll I'll incredible. I'll tweet that out uh, too. We'll we'll tweet it on the on the show so anybody oh, who wants sweet. to see it can catch that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, is there a tweet uh, or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yeah, uh, it was a tweet I read the other day that really got me good. It was uh, one of those ones that's like a little play, and it said, uh, "Wife, use the newspaper to get that spider down." Me. Reads the news out loud. Spider. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that was by at Arf Measures. A-R-F Measures. Uh, Jamie, where can people find you and what's tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Jamie Loftus Help or Instagram at Jamie Cry Superstar. We've got a Bechdel cast coming out about Clue this week. Uh, and I want to recommend the entire Twitter account of Disneyland to go. Have either of you seen this before? It's one know. of the best. It's by this guy. Oh, wait, PJ did they say Evans. that Mickey died a while back? Was that they the always that are Mickey saying that Mickey COVID-19. died? Okay, <laughs> and that Goofy is a socialist. So it's this writer PJ Evans. <laughs> it's this writer PJ Evans who does it, and the whole conceit of it is like updates from Disneyland while they're closed, and they've gotten so good. A couple, uh, the castle is now a Hooters. Uh, <laughs> Ansel, Ansel Elgord's dick has to ride behind him on Splash Mountain. <laughs> the pirates are smoking weed. Uh, there's, there, oh, and then the best one. Uh, we just dug up the time capsule from opening day 1955 and discovered an absolute bombshell in a letter from Walt that said, never stop dreaming. Pinocchio's nose is actually a dick and its kink is lying. 
(laughs) (laughs) It's just like the best account ever. Uh, Everyone should follow it. That's amazing. Uh, What is it again? (laughs) Disneyland to go. Numeral two. Disneyland to go. Got it. Miles, where can people find you and what's the tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Miles of Gray. Hopefully you're playing the terrible game Ghost Recon Breakpoint like I am. It's awful, but I can't put it down. Uh, Also, my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, talking about 90 Day Fiance with Sophie Alexandra. A tweet I like is from Megan Amram, at Megan Amram. She says, I'm a real American. There are three things I love. Guns, the Confederate flag, hydroxychloroquine, and nail salons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) why? Open up the nail salon. <laughs> uh, went at Drill tweeted, Marvel and DC Universe should be one universe. God's universe. Uh, and, oh, and then Billy Eichner tweeted, there was a uh, earthquake in LA last night and uh, when everybody went to, uh, go to Twitter to be like, Did, was that an earthquake? Uh, he tweeted, if you had what it takes to make it in Hollywood, you wouldn't have felt it, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding out on today? Okay, we're going to go out on this group, uh, Elkin and Nelson, and they're like, I don't know, they're like if the if Colombian dudes were like the Bee Gees. They're, they're Colombian brothers who started kind of making this like disco-y version of of Latin music uh, when they moved to Spain. Anyway, I've played one of their songs very early on, like in the very, like when we first started writing out on songs with a track they have called Abram Paso, but it was a remix. Then I started listening to their album uh, during Quar, and the album is great. It's like fucking, it's sort of surreal to hear like all these Latin rhythms with sort of like a disco aesthetic. So this is from an album called Angeles y Demonios. And the track is called Hibaro, and it's uh, it's dope. Just check it out. This is Elkin and Nelson. All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. That is going to do it for this Thursday morning. Uh, we will be back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we'll talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye. Bye.